So here's what happened as a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Um, so welcome guys to a special episode of So Here's What Happened. Uh, this is a bit different than what we usually do, but we're trying something new. Carolyn and I are doing our first live podcast recording and it's on Instagram Live. So yeah, I already introduced you. You're here. Carolyn's here also. <laughs> and I'm Misha. Um, Hi guys, I'm so excited to do this. Yeah. I mean, it's normal to be nervous. I don't usually like doing video, so this is something new for me too. But this was your idea, and we are going with it, and we are going to power through. So let's. Oh, before we get started and dive into the film, I guess we should tell people the reason we're doing this is because the latest film to drop on Netflix that was diverted from theaters is The Lovebirds. And we thought it would be fun to do a special podcast recording discussion live on here. And we also thought this would be a great way for our listeners to engage with us and also share their thoughts because we know a lot of people like uh, like us also love films. So if you guys have questions or thoughts that you want to share with us about the film, if you watched it, um, you can just let us know in the comments below and we will address them as we go throughout the episode. So without further ado, Carolyn, you want to read the show or read the summary? Okay, so the plot synopsis is a couple, which is Isari and Kumail Nadiani, experiences a defining moment in their relationship when they're unintentionally involved in a murder mystery. Um, so hopefully you've all seen the film before you join the live cast. And if you haven't, have a few more people that have just joined so let's get into it and just dive into the discussion about the film so what did you think overall argument 
Amazing Race. Amazing, Amazing Race. And when it starts, so you're like, what on earth are they talking about? And you're like, wait, they're talking about a reality show? And then it just mm-hmm. goes on from there. But one of the things that I really like about the film is the conversations they have are so random. Yes. And it's very similar to the conversations I have that we have when we're doing our podcast recordings. And even favorite conversations are conversations my sister and I have. And that's how a lot of relationships are. It, 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 the film is scripted, but like the conversations they have don't feel... Like super scripted, which I really like. I like that mm-hmm. they feel natural. Like they just feel like everyday conversations. And right. I have to throw the whole film. All those little arguments they have, they're so petty. And yes. I, I really like that about the film. I will say, I do like their conversations. I think... And I said this in my review, so like I just wrote, I wrote the review for the film. It's on the either website now. I said this, and I truly mean it. If anybody else was in, were in these two roles, I don't think I would have found it as funny or as entertaining. And it's really because Issa Rae and Kamal's delivery is just so good, and they have great chemistry. And just like not just like with the lovey dovey, um, funny moments. It's um. It's also just the moments where they are, are, like you said, like when they're bickering or they're arguing or like the little time, the, the Kamal just talking about like a milkshake container and Issa's just like, like so exasperated with him or, oh, my favorite part was like them and like she, she's explaining to him like why we can't go to the cops now. And he's just like, no, 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 we'll make it, it'll, people will believe us. She's like, do you sound, do you hear yourself? You sound crazy. Like. It's just, and to your point, I do like that it's kind of refreshing from usual. It, it is one of the better rom coms I've seen that have come out in the last few years. That's what that's what I'm calling it, and it is more, and it is refreshing um, for more reasons that I can get into as we kind of go through our pros and cons. But it's just so. Ugh. It's just refreshing for it to like, it starts off, like you said, like a usual rom-com, but then it fast forwards the four years. We don't really get like, how did they get to this point? How did this divide between the couple form to like the point where they're on the brink of breaking up, which from the trailers, and again, sorry guys, this is like a slight spoiler. It's now out there though, but they're on the brink of breaking up when their car gets commandeered by a cop and he and they are like witness a murder while they're in the car and it's just like getting out of the car and their first thing is just like oh my god (laughs) and they don't realize y'all look guilty and then running away makes you look guiltier and it's just it's it's funny and yeah it's a lot Mm-hmm. One cop walks around, even if you're on a cover, walks around with gloves, uh, with 
you know, the fingers missing. And it's like, I just, and like, all of these things are wrong. It's like, why are you getting, why are you letting this guy um, get in your car? And it's like, if he's going to carjack you, I would have run. I would have gotten out the car. I think it's, though, it's the situation that, like, they just think that, like, it's just, like, in the moment, and there's so much adrenaline and so much is happening, it's very easy for them to just be like, well, I'm not going to question you if you're a cop. But it is just kind of, like, funny, and then they realize, like, maybe he's not a cop. So, <laughs> it's just funny. But, like, um, a real quick thing I wanted to add about, like, the whole running thing is, like, I think their decision to run is, like, a valid point for them because this is the great thing about the film with Issa being a black woman playing this role and Kamal being a Pakistani man playing this role. They're brown, they're interracial brown and black couple. So, yeah. and then for, like, many people of color, like ourselves, I can speak for myself, is that, like, we are constantly aware of our race. So we have to be aware of how people perceive us. So getting out of a car with a dead body in front of the car and people assuming that you are the killer, I could definitely see like, I didn't kill him. And they're literally saying, we didn't kill him. We didn't do it. But people are already, they, they don't believe them. They're just like, no, 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 you look guilty. I'm like, but another thing to add is if, if these were a white couple, I don't, they would, people would not have suspected them. Like, you know, like the part where the cop is driving by and staring them down at the um, convenience store. And they just like are like, oh no, we got found out. They think it's us. They think it's us. Like we're we're busted. And it just turns out that the cop is racist and staring them down and threatening them as he just drives away. And they're like, oh thank God, he's a regular racist. <laughs> and I'm just like, I had to laugh in that moment because I'd be like, yes, I'd be feeling that way. But you you, you do have to laugh because as as people of color, especially black people, we are always aware of ourselles in mm-hmm. situations when a cop So even like in Toronto, people think they always say on Twitter, people always think Canada's utopia. I'm like, no. Anytime I see a police officer, I get nervous. I get apprehensive because I don't know what who they're looking for, and I don't know mm-hmm. if they're on habit back and they're just looking for someone to bully. Like I'm always worried. Yes. Anytime I'm not American, I see a police officer. So it, it's it's funny, but it's also serious. And like um, and I mean, saying like like Matt, oh sorry. So the, one of the comments is Matt saying like the irony of running plays into yes. the comedy because of much that does not align with real life, and it's true because in real life we would be hesitant to run. We take twice their four and fifth sight mm-hmm. before we even get the idea to run. And we'd be like, ah, if I run, I probably got a bullet in my back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also just because, like, it is the irony of it because, like, they didn't, all they could think about is, like, no one's going to give us the benefit of the doubt. Everyone's going to assume we did it. Like, no, there's no way anyone's going to believe us. So it's just, it's all based on their, on them thinking, like, people are going to, to assume we did it and our alibi sounds crazy and no one's going to believe us. And, like, not to spoil it, y'all can see, like, how the story plays out and y'all can decide for yourselves what you think about it or comment here and we can talk about it. But it's just, I think, I like that the film acknowledges their race, but it doesn't beat us over the head with it it's just a very simple hey we know we're brown and black and you know we're also in the south specifically new orleans and you know prejudice is a thing so i can understand why their thought of just like oh shoot it could totally go one really bad way for us like to relate it to another film a more serious film queen and slim I think it's, like, similar to that situation where, like, they just assume they're going to be found guilty, where, like, my my biggest problem with Queen and Slim was, like, yes, he did shoot that man, and he did kill him, but he did it in self-defense, and it was caught on the camera that it was self-defense, but their situation seemed more dire, and, yeah, they their odds were stacked against them, but just, like, in this movie, the odds are stacked against, are stacked against this couple, because they feel like, we don't, we didn't see his badge, 
that man we don't know who he is this man just killed this guy with our car our prints are all over the car it's just like the odds are stacked against them so they're kind of like damned if they do damned if they don't and i would be scared too with the way that one couple came up to them and they're just like this is a citizen's arrest I'm like citizen my foot you are not arresting yeah. <laughs> Nope, you're good. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining our discussion. As a reminder for the new people who just joined, um, if you've watched the film Lovebirds, this is what we're discussing for our podcast. Um, if you have any thoughts about the film, if you saw it, if you liked it, share your comments with us below. And, yeah, we will address them as we go on. Carolyn's just fixing her lighting. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, because of where my building is, the way my building is shaped, like this mm-hmm. is right and she's just like I think they murdered him I'm like they're not listening to what the couple is saying it's also very funny because the two like um, their names the characters names are Leilani and Gibran they are like panicking and they're nervous and they're scared which rightfully so they just saw somebody get killed and they were and they were in the car that killed the person so I think it's like they're frazzled and they're scared and they're nervous but they're just like um it's like all these things are going on so like yeah how how can you like reasonably explain something in that moment when you just saw a dead person so it's funny because they can't like no no i hit him with my car and then the dude is like so you killed him though so you like did you kill him or not so i think that's just like the fun it's like the miss and that goes into like this film i think it is a refreshing take on the mistaken identity trope it's not that their identities are mistaken for another identity pair of identities but it is that they are mistaken as the murderers so now just like most mistaken identity tropes like north by northwest or uh, date night which i think a lot of people are going to refer to like they're going to relate this movie to date night because i'm not gonna lie there are similarities in the plot to date night but it is still it does still stand on its own so um like we can get more into it as we go on but like you know like them trying to prove their innocence takes them on a wild ride that brings them closer together just like the mistaken identity trope does with most couple movies like that um but i think i still think it's refreshing and i think it's a big part of it is because of the two actors Yep. And that that for me comes out of the beginning, especially with the with the part where, where the guy gets killed. Mm. Because when the couple arrives, um, Lelani and Gibran are they're not in the driver's seat. Lelani is in the front seat in the passenger seat and Gibran is in the back. And right. they come and they see this guy in the, they come and see this guy in front of the car mm-hmm. and there's no one in the driver's seat. And so your my my first reaction would be like, How could they have killed him if they're not if there's no one in the driver's seat? But see first, he they got out of the car. Before they got there, right? right. Exactly. My first thought was, if I if I was to arrive on the scene, I'd be like, okay, we got some people in the passenger passengers, and there's no driver. So clearly, the person that's there aren't the people that were driving the vehicle, and that that was a little bit hard for me to accept at first because I was 
suspended belief because it's a comedy and it's just like um what is it called one of those raunchy comedies where like the paint like bot what is it body not body humor but maybe i don't know um i'm trying to think of it what is it called god the back where it's like the bachelor party Ugh. i can't remember anyways i think there's like films that do it i know i can't remember right now but it's just like films that you know like something painful happens where you're like you should be dead but you're not dead yeah. like it's that it's just that like they're just physical thank you thank you soft dream breeze soft yes. <laughs> physical comedy so and i think that's just something that they really lean into um oh hey kimmy thank you for joining us and other people are joining us so thanks y'all for coming in i'm just gonna wave at them real quick um but <laughs> home alone rules yes, thank you sean yeah, yeah. yeah so i think that's the thing about it it's just like while like some of that stuff like i wouldn't call it too much of a plot hole but it is something that does like you have to like suspend your belief um because like exactly like the whole oh if they had just stood in the car like maybe that wouldn't have like su- they wouldn't have looked as guilty but then at the same time all those two people saw were like a car a windshield messed up and a dead body in front of it and the two people by the car and that's and they just like let the rest piece together for themselves but Let's get into some other parts of the film. Um, that what do you think are, were your pros and your cons? Uh, well, I'll go with the cons first because I have a lot more pros than I do cons. Okay, so like I we can do that. One of the cons is the whole um, physical comedy and the heartstake and mm. how, that, how that happened. But again, that's just a little quibble. And then one of my other issues is there's a scene where they go into the the frat house. Right. Literally, so that happens with like it's not only a problem with the film, like that's just. 
just like for those who are like sensitive to like things of murder like please like be warned with this film like murder is not taken as like serious it's not taken it's serious like murder is a serious thing but like it's also used as humor like in Deadpool like it's like the same like on the same tone as that it's just like in the background while they're interrogating the dude the other guy like the real culprit the real murderer is in the back like killing everybody up like a hitman so it's just i think it's just one of those things where it's just like oh like it is a bit much i think depending on like the person's taste i will say i think the thing is like you don't think to give them much they they don't think to give them much remorse one because it's just like we don't really know much about, about them besides like oh they were a part of this blackmailing scheme and so they were they were like in on that side of like they were doing wrong and stuff but like i think it's just like her slapping him the motivation behind that was like it is jarring like to oh she said it like soft Jungbi's um stuff she said the part that part was definitely jarring because like it is a lot of dead bodies and it's but like they have to keep moving so it's not like they are like really hung up about like ooh all these kids are dead in here not kids sorry they're teenagers they're frat boys um but still i don't want to paint the picture of dead kids for y'all um so i think that it does seem jarring a, a bit and i think it's just like again it's a part of the humor but i think the pin like go into it with that because i think some people would find that you know off-putting which rightfully so especially like i don't think everybody murder at used in humor is not always done well in my opinion especially if you're not ready for it to be used that way um i think i'm like in the middle of it i do i don't think i saw too much of an issue of her slapping him as much of like oh she's trying to sound tough and interrogating we're like obviously y'all are not tough at all and y'all are terrible at this and I think that was supposed to be like the motivation and the humor. But I'm like, y'all are not good at this. Like, y'all are not good at interrogating. Um, and I think that was supposed yeah, to be part of the humor, but it was just, eh. Yeah, the bias doesn't like didn't bother me right. per se. Because like, if you know me, I watch some extremely violent films and dramas. So it's right. not the bias. It was just me the purpose right. of the scene that way was executed for me. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think those are just my my. Okay. Oh wait, let me let me go ahead and do my cons. So then I feel like our pros are gonna take us a little bit longer, or we might have the same pros. So yeah. So my con, my biggest con for me was I felt like I, okay, and I, I say this again. Um, Issa and Kamal do a great job together, and I, do, I think it's impressive because this is their first time working together. But it is their. I don't think their characters, there was enough of their characters. Like, you know, we didn't get enough of them. Um, we didn't get enough of them to show us. Oh, wait, I want to see what Steph said. Steph says, or Soft Dream Breeze says, I feel like showing the dead frat boys was a way to reinforce how ruthless the culprit was. That is a great point. 
I think that is a, I think that's a valid point because, you know, at this point, the man has killed 10 bot. I don't know. His body count is up there. So he's, de- it's definitely showing how menacing and honestly, the culprit does not care about killing. Like he's not affected by, he doesn't, he has no remorse whatsoever. So that's a great point of why it's done. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, I, my only hang up was like, you know, we start off the movie as like, you know, oh, this is like a standard rom-com and we see that, that they fell in love with that their love struck with one another but we don't really see much of the relationship like we have to piece things together from the conversations which i think is it's a creative choice to piece together the characters from the conversations that the characters are having about one another but you fast forward to four years and you wonder like how did this divide get here like is it just like was there a boiling was it like a boiling point where like they just couldn't take it anymore um it just it, I wish we had gotten more with the characters on their own, maybe like having them as a meet cute or like seeing a little bit of them, like, you know, as they're in a relationship, like let that be the montage of the relationship as it as it um, develops over time. And then you can kind of see how that divide happens. And I think that could have been done in, you know, a two minute montage, if not less. But also this movie is 87 minutes long, so it's not much room for that. No, I agree, um, because I, I wondered the same thing, like, why didn't we get a little bit more of their backstory as a couple? But then I think it kind of makes it more interesting, because there are how many rom-coms are there with, with montages of the couple, like, going from newly meeting, having their cute, so going like, to, like, Labor Day, right. with their families, and then their art, maybe seeing those montages over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting where, like, the film really picks up where they're essentially breaking up. And that, right. to me, that was a really interesting way to start it, because... insecure where like you don't like in the first season and we've talked about insecure in our on our show but like you are introduced to Issa and you know that she's in a relationship and she's been in a relationship for five years but within that five years her boyfriend has just gotten stuck um let's call it depressed because that's what it looks like um and it's just like you know for like a chunk of that time he hasn't really been pulling his weight in relationships and like you know there's issues and it's just been building up but I think it's like to your point like we learn through the conversation and like we don't necessarily have to see everything that the couples went through to get to where they are now but it is I do think it's a I think it's a creative choice where I think I just wish I had known more than just like oh Lilani is an ad exec and she's obsessed with her phone and Gibran is a f- documentary filmmaker who is um, very protective of his work and a bit pretentious. I feel like that's what we got in like just going into it. But I, again, the movie is eighty-seven minutes long. I can't give it that. I can't. I can't knock it that much for like not giving us a bunch. I'm not expecting a whole bunch of com- character development and in, in a comic in a rom-com movie. I mean, that's just 
especially a rom-com movie that is not like you know two hours long which i'm actually i'm happy with the runtime for this um oh i just want to read oh sorry i just want to read mandy pro dancer she says it seems as if the movie teeters on the line between two camps of people people who delve more into the drama versus those who delve more into the comedy it straddles the line in an interesting way hmm. that's a good point and i think that yeah, because there, like, there is drama in the movie too. Not just like the whole murder mystery part of it, but you know, like their relationship is just—I don't know—it's a mess. That argument about the Amazing Race was just to me an, an argument about their relationship and whether or not they could, their relationship could survive, whether if they could survive on a show. But but but, that, but, it, but it kind of is realistic because when you watch those reality shows, like especially like, um, the Amazing Race or right. um, Survivor, when they have couples, like those kind of shows are a test of your relationship like, right if you can make it to the end of this grand journey where you go through all these obstacles and trials right then you're more than likely gonna make it because if it doesn't break you mm-hmm. it will make you stronger which right? is exactly <laughs> the whole point of the film like they go through this crazy adventure exactly the whole film is basically their own their, their, it's like a, it's like Clue mixed with the amazing race yes that's a great and murder okay. <laughs> so oh yeah and Clue so you already said that um, you're not wrong. I mean, they kind of did it here, but like, I would actually like to see it leaned in a bit more. But before we go down that rabbit hole of us pitching things, um, let's talk about some of our pros. Uh, I would say my, my biggest pro for the film, it would have to be the chemistry between Issa and Kumail. And um, in an interview that I did with Issa, like, she was saying that she had only previously met Kumail at like, the BAFTA Awards, and so they didn't mm. really know each other that well. And so they really got to know each other during their table reads and the development of the script because the thing is the film numbers was originally written for a white couple and mm. so which is interesting and so the film it was written by um iron abrams so he's a producer director and writer and he's been on he has, he's mm-hmm. been in um some shows that i watched because he's been on like Grey's anatomy he's right. been on Blind uh, Spot, which I used to watch, which is the show. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Gull, who's also an, an actor and writer as well. And it was directed by Michael Showalter. So, Michael Showalter, um, if you've seen the big set, he, he also directed that. So I right. Think that they, that Camille, Camille and Issa worked with the director that at least one of them was familiar with. Right. And you can get the kind of, you can feel the ease with which they they work together in the film because it flows very easily. They're in like the, the pacing is very well done and the, mm-hmm. the, their um, their humor come, really comes through in the film. Yeah. And so they had a really good chemistry and um, Issa was um, was saying that they really got to know each other during like script development. Because as I said, it was originally written for a couple, a white couple, and so in developing this script for two people of color, and mm-hmm. a lot of the, the things that we like about it, how they t- discuss race and how like they're in a how they, they their thought processes was um, was done was created during their their, mm-hmm. their their process, and and I like that, and the humor is really really to me it's really really funny, and right. the things that happen, and, and like one of my favorite I think sequences is that the. The club with the with the with the it's what's it, it's called the aquarium. Oh yeah. They, oh, the sex cult. Yeah, so this is Jabran and Lilani were having like the two reactions that you would have. Yeah. Like really intrigued by what's going on. You'd be like, what the hell is going on up here? So Camille was um Camille Jabran Jabran was uh, Jabran was eating and then he was like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, this is some rich white people shit. Meanwhile, Issa's just like, Lilani's just like, oh, they're getting it. They're putting in work. I'm just like, 
they're contrasting reactions. And I just, this is, like, to your point, the chemistry between them is so good. But, like, I need to know how much of the script was improv, where they just let the two of them go back and forth. Because I would be curious to see what was improv and what wasn't improv. Because I just... I feel like there's moments that there's improv in that scene where they're in this where they're at the sex cult and the secret underground sex cult and I'm just like is this improv? This has to be improv because they are just like nailing it and it just all it just feels so organic and good and just <laughs> it's so funny. It was me. Um, because uh, yeah, that was me. That that scene was hilarious because it it was so unexpected. You're yes. like all of this has what the you're like what does all of this have to do with a sex cult? And, mm-hmm. and then you're just like that was just like rich white people shit. There were black people there too, but I was like mostly this rich. I mean, they rich enough to they rich enough to like hire people to kill people for exposing them, which I'm just like, wow, okay. Just have paid them off, like that would be easier, right? You could just pay them off. But I mean, like that kind of leads into like the whole plot. But like that's what kind of reminded me of Date Night in a way, where like it involves, I think, a congressman or a senator and blackmailing him with photos and just like okay this kind of feels very similar to that but the sex cult was a was a curveball that was hilarious for me so i thought that was funny um what was i gonna say oh one of my pros that i want to say like i kind of talked about it earlier uh, about this being an interracial brown and black couple um, I, I just think it's very important and it's, and it's very good that they chose these two actors is because I don't know if you remember like a few years ago, uh, it's not just okay Cupid, but a few dating sites did this study and they found that yeah. black women and Asian men are, um, the, are, were ranked as from like their, you know, like their date, their dating pool on the websites, they were rated as the least desirable to date. Um, so it was just like this thing where I'm like, I like that this film makes this statement that these two people can be like the objects of interest, like in love and be partners. And you see that. And no offense, I get tired of rom coms where there's just a white couple or like when the interracial couple is a white person and a person of color because it doesn't really explore all the. I think intricate parts of the relationship from both sides and I think this one is just it's really good to see that especially because those two groups like they represent those two groups that were have been seen as undesirable but I'm like Kamala you are beautiful <laughs> like they're very attractive people and I think it's just it's awesome to see that kind of film and you know they took the they took the effort to make sure that like this wasn't a movie that doesn't ignore race this is like I think they purposely knew what they were doing by casting those two um but as I said before if anybody else was in this role I would not want to watch it as much as I want to watch it with them in it no I agree because um, the thing about with um Lisa and um Neil being cast is like you know this is as you mentioned this is it's important that we see not only interracial relationships but interrelationships between two people of color mm-hmm. one and then there's also there because these are couples like I being in a multicultural society I'm accustomed to seeing I'm accustomed to seeing Middle Eastern right um, um people being with either black or even Latino and Latinx um and then there's also I I call it interethnic um relationships because the thing with Hollywood is if you get an interracial relationship it's usually always one person is always white and then there's also with the acceptable or the more popular right. person of color and they're Asian they're not Southeast Asian they're East Asian which is like right. Japanese or Chinese or Korean mm-hmm. and then they're also light skinned 
Right. Right? They're not dark. Um, so, like, Camille would be considered dark safe. Uh, he is a typical Southeast Asian, but they're also, of course, Southeast Asians who are darker. But mm-hmm. he's still not, like, you know, like, the super light skin that, we, that we're accustomed to seeing in Hollywood films. Right. And then there's... And then there's uh, Same for Issa. She's, she's black, but she's also brown skin when she's dark. Mm-hmm. She's dark skin. And the thing with their characters is they're, both of their characters are very awkward. Yes. Right? And, they're quirky. And, and that's, that's, like, they're not sophisticated, and they, they don't have, like, these... She's not the she's not the high powered woman who's too busy for love, and he's not the genius debonair like I don't know, faint like some like rich dude that happens yeah. to meet her. Like they are just like two regular people, and mm-hmm. it's just also they are not typically in movies in rom coms. They would like character they they would have been casted as like the sassy black best friend or the nerdy Asian guy best friend to the, like if there was two white characters. And I'm just like, I'm glad they didn't do that. And like, to your point of what you just said about Issa, like, I'm glad that it's not like a lighter skinned woman. Like, and I say this because like, I think in a lot of rom-coms people will find that like dark skinned women aren't that prevalent in rom-coms as in starring roles in rom-coms. Um, at like in and I say that in mainstream ones. I have to be specific because like yes, you will find a rom com of a black woman like Gabrielle Union. I think is the first one that comes to my mind because Gabrielle Union has done plenty of rom romantic comedy movies. But like I challenge people to like really think about like other romantic comedies that are mainstream. Have you seen a have you seen the main characters casted with a dark skinned black woman and a Pakistani man? Because I don't think you're going to find it that easily and I think that's what makes I think that's what makes it so good because again it's giving representation but it's also not that's not the whole point of the movie it, it isn't beating over our heads with it so I think that's a it's just great to see that oh sorry we got a few more comments um yeah, and, and, and the thing that makes that interesting is like even if you do have those kind of couples in um those films like they're always so stereotypical beyond all the professions but the mannerisms and the and the and the um personalities the characters have like for yep. if it was someone like it's like darker skin they would she would have it's a company but they should have still been aggressive right you know and, or should have been like i don't need you i'm a strong woman i don't need i don't need any man mm-hmm. no, I, no. You can be strong and need somebody, right? That you multifaceted. Right, I'm like, come on, like, like strong women need men to hold them up too, mm-hmm. and, and it's the same thing with his character. Like, and the thing that was interesting is we, as people, we didn't like, see like their their lives in the four years in Trump. Yeah, um, we got to see um, the Lanny's friends. Yeah, it was interesting to see how he, how um, Jabran was still insecure about um, people, one of her friends that that he thought that she liked. Yeah, the guy was like, "No, he talks about you all the time." And right. It does, and that's the thing. Like with, with even, even if it's a romantic relationship or just friends you have, you always have these insecurities because you're wondering, yes. you're, you think they're, you're, they're comparing you to other people, and he was comparing this himself to this guy in his mind. Yes. And the guy was like, "No, he's always talking about you." And then he, and then he's like, "Okay, so he, like they both had their own insecurities." And yep. Was, I think it was good to see that it was brought out in a very, in a very unique way because the guy was breaking his phone. But, yes. Uh, I, I like that it showed these different vulnerabilities in the characters, and that's one thing that um, uh, that I like about insecurity. Even not only about their, about both Camila and Issa's projects, like they, they play these characters that are that 
value in my opinion so i like it for all those reasons too just i mean if y'all haven't gone and seen it yet and y'all been listening to us i can't recommend it enough what else do you have to do during a pandemic it is something new to watch and it can be a nice form of escapism away from coronavirus which i think all of us can use around this time these days so it's just it's it's a good film I, I will leave it at that. It's be- it is one of the better romantic comedy movies that I have seen in the last few years because we've talked about the ones that we've seen in the last few years where, like, you know, to all the boys we ever I ever loved before or, I don't know, what was the one that... The one about the girl, Christina Milian, when she goes to Australia and falls in love. Falling in oh, love. That, love. Falling in love. <laughs> like, that what? was such a it is so cheesy but it's like to compare it against this one this one is so much better just because like the characters make the movie for me i can't see anybody else in this in these movies except for them and this movie except for them um i would love to see isa and kamal work together again but yes uh, i i worry that like i mean i guess my concerns are valid you know like because this didn't get the theatrical release that it was due We'll, I guess we'll see if they ever like do another do they become a duo and like they do another film or another project together. I would just love to see it because they have really good comedic timing together. Um, someone made a comment. I just want to read it. Oh, Soft June Breeze. She also said I was wondering the same thing. Improv. They were nailing it with their comment. Yeah, it just I don't know. It just seems that natural and that good. Um, don't you? Um, yeah. Um, in the interview, it's to say that they um uh, they did have a fair amount of improv in the mm-hmm. dialogue. Oh. You wrote the script, but a lot of, she said a fair amount of stuff that they did was improv because they bring mm-hmm. all of each other very naturally. Right. So that was just like, yeah, which is why I think a lot of the conversations they had like were absurd but very realistic because I right. had extremely absurd arguments with my sister and my friends, so like that worked for me. Which um, was your favorite argument for them though? Because there's just like so many that like, like if you had to pick any of like the even even if it's just like the dialogue. Because we are getting towards 45 minutes. We were going to try and keep this under an hour. So we can kind of just, like, say, like, start approaching our final thoughts. Honestly, the first the first one with the amazing race. Because, like, you don't, you have no idea what they're arguing about. First of all, you think right. they're arguing about isn't what you think it is. And because they're talking, because they were talking about, um, because, because, like, before they mentioned race, I actually thought they were talking about Survivor Island. Yeah. And, 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 and it was like, but that makes no sense. And then, it was, and then he talked, and then he mentioned it. And I'm like, oh, that's like, oh, what? So like, I, I, I really do like that conversation because it tells us a lot of the characters and the right. relationship. Um, it does. It gives, us an, it gives us a good look at it. Yeah, also kind of the relationship in the car where they technically do break up because it happens so suddenly. Yeah. And like, did we break up? And they're like, I think we did. That's a very, and it's like a serious 
shift for them where it's like it turned from like being petty and you know like just like jabbing at each other to like going for the jugular where it's like well I don't want to be with someone who's comfortable with failure well I don't want to be with someone so shallow it's like are we done and you're like dang that is real rough because it it just it it just shifts so sharply but it's such a good dialogue between them oh sorry Doja we are talking about the Lovebirds movie um, starring Issa Rae and Kamal um, Nanjani. So, yeah. yeah, sorry, someone had just asked what film we were watching, we were talking about. But I just think that's like, that's a good art. Those are good scenes. I definitely do like the Amazing Race argument and how it comes into play, you know, throughout the movie later on. Um, I guess my favorite one might be um, Towards the End, where like they're arguing and it's to be a distraction. Um, and I don't want to give too much away about, like, what happens in that scene, but it's just, like, because it's so good. Like, you think, like, are y'all really having an argument right now? Like, this is, and she's just like, you never take any risks. So let me take this risk. And she's holding the gun. And I'm just like, ma'am, I don't want to take this risk either. Oh. Yeah. Like, I really like those scenes. And um, the other thing that really happened with the film was the... It's, it's such a little detail, but it's something that I really picked up on. I would have loved to add. I would love to add to make parties just on, on a random stuff. It's yeah. Our makeup changes. Her makeup changed, like, in two different seasons. Because my sister like, you're like, no, she had red eyeshadow before. Oh. No, she had dark eyes. I'm like, you're, you're being chased, but you, you believe you're being chased, but you have time to get you changed your dress, but because you need to go on. Yeah. Like, you need to go into the into the club. But you're gonna change your makeup too? I was just like, what are you talking about? Like her makeup has changed. It's just like how did you pick that up as a Costume. I mean, I think I think it was just like so. I didn't notice it until you said it, but like no, because she does change so that they can go to that, like they can get into the the club, um, which yeah, I think is funny. Yeah, they were in a rush. I mean, at that point, again, suspended belief. But what was it? Um, dang, I almost forgot the the funny scene because you had talked about the horse. I just had like another <laughs> was like I don't remember the two actors' names in that scene in the barn. But Pitch Perfect. She was in Pitch Perfect, and the guy was from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, yeah. But it's just like <laughs> it was just like the most bizarre thing, and I thought it would have nothing to do with the film at all. I thought it was just like, oh, it's just another like it's part of the mistaken identity. But then you see it come into play like later towards the movie. So my point is I think this movie just does a good job with like, you know, pacing as far as like the plot. And like the plot there's a lot going on with the plot. But it for for it being eighty seven minutes long, I think they do they accomplish what needs to be done for it. Um so I guess yeah my final thought on those are my final thoughts on it it is one of the better romantic comedy films I have seen in the last few years it is refreshing I like that we see two people of color being in an interracial relationship um especially like we already said we had the discussion just like being able to see a dark-skinned black woman and a um an Asian like southeast Asian man in this film I think is something that's important because you don't see it. I can't people I don't think people can point and find another movie like it. And Kumal and Issa make the movie for me. If it was anybody else, I don't think I would give a care I would care at all. No, I, I really liked it. It's funny, um, it's cute. Yep. Uh, cute. as it, you said this many times, but um, I think Camille and Issa have great chemistry and I would love to see a yes. little part two to this where like they maybe yeah. end up in a situation where 
it would be hilarious in another comedy like that. Um, uh, so I think that's it. So, so if you have any of you guys have any suggestions for films on Netflix that you would like us to chat about again, mm-hmm. this is our first time doing a live podcast recording for Circus What Happens. Yep. So like, we hope that you enjoyed it. Um, and you can find our regular uh, podcasting on the butwideopodcast.com website. And you can find us on Twitter using our hashtag, uh, our Sorry, our Handles. Yep. Uh, you can see yeah. it's at L A underscore N E Y underscore S H A. You can see it. Um, right. Yeah, this is our first if you enjoyed it, um, you can give us suggestions on anything else to talk about. But we also do the audio for our podcasting, mm-hmm. our, our regular podcast. So we'll post the audio probably um, later this week or early next week. Yep. And um, for anything that we have coming up, like um honestly i can't really think of anything right now i will say um yeah go check out the review my full review is on the website at but why though podcast.com um, oh sorry a few more comments from people sean 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 ria says this was awesome thanks for doing this mandy pro dancer says "Ooh, maybe the herald and Tri- kumar treatment I like that idea. That would be great. I would honestly watch a three-part trilogy to this. Um, Mandy also says, congrats, guys. Let's do this again. Thank you, Mandy. We will definitely consider doing this again. Maybe when, like, there's another movie that we know we both are going to watch and discuss. And then Soft June Breeze, a.k.a. Steph, says this was great. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This was awesome. And if people who didn't get a chance to hear the full episode who came in a little bit later... Um, we are going to, like Carolyn already said, we're going to post this uh, soon so you'll be able to hear the full episode. But yeah, this was awesome and we do plan to do this again. But I don't have any other announcements. Do you? Um, yeah, so I did a virtual roundtable for AFL, which is African American oh, yeah. Association. Mm-hmm. So you can find the roundtable on YouTube, on the AFL YouTube channel. Yeah. And there was one I had done in April with Tina Lifford, who, um, who stars in Queen Sugar by Eva DuVernay. Um, and we'll have more roundtables coming up in the future. I'm not sure what we're, we're going to do next, but those were, that was fun. And um, so we talk a bit more with Lisa about the film and also about um, Insecure on there as well. And you can find both the Nisha and I's work, again, as I said, on podcast.com. And you're always on Twitter chatting about film, TV shows. Like, I watched a lot of Kate Brown's at Korean films. Yep. Who reads mangas and she's a gamer. So, like, you yeah. can talk to her about that on Twitter. You can give us film suggestions that you would like us to talk about or, you know, just like random stuff. Uh, their sweets are, or I do that, that really often. Hey, now we don't talk about that here. My mom might be watching this. She don't know nothing about the thirst sweets. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so I think, I think no nothing really else coming up but we will keep you guys tuned and thanks again for everyone who joined who stopped by and engaged with us we will definitely let y'all know give a bigger notice next time we do this but until then sit, talk to y'all later bye oh, oh wait I have one thing oh. so later tonight I will be doing my Saturday night sci-fi live tweet we'll be doing On the Road Evolution which is on Netflix I begin at 10pm Eastern so you can use the hashtag Saturday night sci-fi and yeah so that's what I do that every Saturday night 10pm and next week we'll be doing Back to the Future 2 and nice. after that we'll, we'll be posting a poll because we're not sure if we're going to do Avatar or Starship Troopers which I've Avatar? Never seen, I've never seen Avatar which so Avatar? You have to do which one? Because we were thinking about doing a poll so we'll probably do Avatar and then 
But which avatar? The one with the blue cat people or the one from based off of oh, Avatar? The, 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 animated, the animated series. Oh, okay, the animated when, series. Uh, Thank God. Okay, so just want to make sure. Yeah, Korra is the, the so, sequel. So, okay, you're good. So we're, so we're doing the avatar that's on Netflix. Gotcha. The animated one, not the film, because I've seen the film and I know the film is trash. Yes, and Mandy uh, even says, don't. The, not the movie. Don't do it. I agree, Mandy. We don't. We don't watch that here. We don't watch that here. Start don't do it. It's gonna make you mad. Don't do it. Me. Also, shout out. Thank you, CJ, for also stopping by. But we will talk to y'all next time. Bye.